for your life, for your obedience. This is what has brought us all this far. And we say that God bless you so much, Daddy. Amen. I want us to appreciate the life of Mama Chuan. Let's do it for her. We thank God for her life. Amen. Apostle John, we salute you. All the rebel ministers, all the pastors, I salute you all. Amen. Tonight, we are dealing with a relationship topic. You know, November is family life and health. And tonight, we'll be, we'll be dealing with what to look out for in choosing a life partner. And I'm very much surprised the way the church is. Those that are supposed to come and hear and learn the things they need to look out for so that when they are choosing their partner, they don't make a mistake because it's a lifetime issue. They are not here to learn. We that we are married, we have something also to learn. The thing that your partner saw in you that chose you, those qualities, you need to sustain them. So it's a two-way. The things you look out for if you want to choose a partner and the things that you that are also in a relationship or in a marriage, the things that you need to do to sustain the marriage, those qualities that the man or the woman saw in you that made that person to choose you. You don't need to let those qualities go. You need to still portray those qualities to keep the relationship and the marriage alive. Tonight, we are not dealing with married people. We are dealing with the singles. But unfortunately, the singles are not around. But those that are here, God knew you'll be here today. Hallelujah. And I know that you'll pick something that will go very far to help you in the future. Amen. I'm the moderator. I'm not here to lecture. It's a discussion time. So I would need your input. As married people, what can you advise the singles? As ministers of God, what can you advise the singles? So when we talk about what to look out for in choosing a life partner. Please, I need the other microphone. What do you look out for? What qualities are you expecting to see in your life partner? Basically, that is what we are dealing with tonight. If you want to enter into a relationship, do you just go into the relationship because I want to enter a relationship because everybody is going into a relationship or because there is something ahead of you and for that purpose, I need a partner that have these types of qualities. The singles, are you here? What do you look out for? What is the first thing that comes into your mind? You want to go into a relationship. What would you look out for? Either in a man or in a woman. Hallelujah. The married will have to help us so. B, 
It looks like the singles, there are just a few, so I have to mention their names so they will talk. Unless you are not ready to enter into the relationship, then what we are treating today will not be of importance to you. And I want you to know that whatever relationship you enter into, you should have a focus. Not because I want to do boyfriend, girlfriend, no. But because I have a target ahead of me and I want to achieve that target. So I need to put certain things aside. Look out for these qualities in the person. Hallelujah. Okay, brother, Ona wants to talk. Hmm. Operator. Okay, so uh, I think one of the things that you have to look out for is a life friend or a life partner. So the person must first be your friend. You should be able to call the person a friend. You should talk to the person. I mean, um, relationship is more of a deeper way of friendship. If you are trying to look out for other things that will complicate the relationship, the person must first be your friend. So when you get the friend in the person, all other things comes to you easily. Yeah, so that's what I have to say. Hallelujah. He says that the person has to be your friend. That is the beginning of the relationship. So you need to build a good friendship with the person because how would you know what is in someone if you are not close to the person? You can never know. As the friendship goes on, then the quality starts coming out. Are these the ones I want to see in the person that I want to stay with? So until the person becomes your friend, and when time elapses, then you'll be able to identify the things that are in the person. Then you rate it with what you are expecting. So you that you are going to a relationship, you should have what you are expecting first to see in your partner. Yes, prof. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe strongly that my partner that I want to enter into relationship with must, number one, accept me just as I am. In respect of anyhow he sees me to be. He should be able to accept me. And number two, I expect the person also to let me know what she likes and what she does not like. So by so doing, I'll be able to know exactly the way she also comes out with her things, like her act doing. Because there are some of the people when they enter into relationship, they will hide their personality and come out with pretense and pretending as if maybe they understand you very well. But in all things, until you start working with the person, you may not know. So, number one, you must first know that the person likes you just as you are. If you are from a poor family or from a poor background or if you have it or not, 
you should let the person know the state of your beginning. If the person can accept you, then you can take a decision of working with the person as well. Hallelujah. Open and honest communication. No lies. Let the person know who you are. Everything that you feel the person should know about you, let the person know. Do not let the person go and find out about you from somebody else. So if this is me, this is all about me. After letting you know all about me, if he still wants to be in the relationship, then that's fine. Let's go along. But if you feel that telling you all about me and you feel that no, you are not the best person for me, you end it there. You don't waste the person's time. Hallelujah. So he is saying that open communication, honest communication, let your partner know all about yourself. Your weaknesses, your strength, let the person know. Your strength, delight in them, yourself. You see, when you want to enter into a relationship, the first relationship that you need to have as a person is the relationship with yourself. Know yourself. If you don't know yourself, then it cannot help you to choose somebody. Acknowledge you first, yourself. That is the first thing that you need to do. Before you look out for the qualities in somebody. Because if you don't know yourself and know where I fall short and know where my strength is and deal with these areas, then stop it. Because a wrong person can never pick a right person. A wrong person can never pick a right person. So the first thing that you need to do, love yourself. Acknowledge yourself. Find out about yourself. Then find out God's giving purpose for your life. Until you find these things, you may enter into this relationship you would come out. Because you yourself, you don't know what you want. And when you know what you want, that will be a guide unto you. And that will help you in your relationship. Amen. The floor is still open. More singles have entered. Perpetual. Let me hear your voice. Okay. Marvin. So I wanted to ask two questions. Okay. So my first question is, um, I've heard people, okay, let me stand up. So I've heard people talk about um, the fact that before they enter into relationships, um, God usually shows them a vision about their wife and all of that. But I've come to understand from scripture that as believers, we see in part and we prophesy in part. So I want to understand the whole discrepancy about God revealing, because across the Bible, um, there were many ways which people selected their wives and their husbands. So I want to understand from where that, um, I mean, pe and people, are, people say it a lot, and I want to understand where that is coming from, because um, at times, sometimes confuses me a bit. 
as to God revealing a vision to you about your wife and a whole lot of that. Okay. Can you cite an example in the Bible whereby God revealed a wife to somebody? Um, I've not seen it in the Bible yet. The only scripture I know of is when... Um, um, Which prophet did God say you should go and pick a harlot? Um, I've forgotten his name. I forgot his name. Uzziah. Uzziah, yeah, Uzziah. So Uzziah, God directed him to go and pick a harlot yeah. because God wanted to show Israel something. Yeah. Joseph, when he wanted give, to give away Mary because he found out that Mary was pregnant, God said, that is the woman for you. To your question, the ministers, please help me out. <laughs> yes, daddy wants to talk. Well, um, when it comes to marriage partner and visions or revelations or what have you, there is no fast and hard rule that God should give you a vision or a dream of the man or woman you have to marry. To receive a dream or a vision of who you have to marry it's, it's God's prerogative. It's God who decides. But you don't restrict yourself or put yourself in a box and say that if I don't receive a dream or a revelation or a vision about the woman or the man I have to marry, I'm not going to marry because then you're going to twist God's hand to give you a dream anyway. But when it comes to relationship and a partner for life, you must be sure first that the person is born again and is a Christian. And then you should be sure that the person fears God and reveres God and is, is not just a church goer or just a pew woman. And that is fundamental and basic. As long as the person has the values for Christ and fears God and reveres God, then you are sure that in dealing with him or dealing with you, he would deal with you based on the scriptures. He's not going to go any kululu way. But to demand a vision or a dream is, is out of the way because you don't determine when God should give you a dream or when God should not. He decides whether he wants to give you a dream. But the thing is that you must be open to God and pray about the person when it is the will of God for you to marry the person, you will know. You can have peace about it. If it's not the will of God, you'll be troubled and you'll not have your peace about it. You don't need any revelation or any dream per se, but you would certainly, God will talk to you in a way that you would be very sure and setting that all. I am okay with such a person. You have the green light to go ahead, relate with the person, and marry the person. There are some times also that you may approach somebody, you want to marry the person, but God speaks to you not by a vision, not by a dream, not by any prophetic utterance, but you will know that in God's own nice way by which he can communicate with you for you to know that the action you are taking is not my will. But in most cases, because you would have been committed in a way and you have fallen so much for the person. When even God is speaking or giving you caution, 
you still don't see why God is saying no. But the thing about God is that he knows the end from the beginning. Alright? So, he would let you know. Sometimes, maybe a dream. But God will not give you a dream or a vision about a partner when through somebody else, when he has not first spoken to you. I have a problem with people who say that, oh, well, this man of God said, uh, 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 this sister is supposed to be my wife. No man of God or woman of God is supposed to tell you who your life partner is. You should know because God does not wrap any man or woman for anybody. The first time he did was Adam and Eve. And when there was trouble, Adam said, the woman you gave to be with me. So God learned his lesson. So this time, you go choose. You go appoint. If it is a will of God, he will give you the green light that yes. If it is not, he will let you know that no, you are going into a danger zone. He will always let you know. But if he chooses to give you a vision to see you and the sister standing under a coconut tree and the coconut folly on your head at the same time, that one, it is, it, it is God. But at the end of the day, there are so many ways that God will let you know that, yes, I'm at peace with this sister or brother you have decided to relate with and marry. And in most cases also, God will let you know that his hand is not in it. He does not approve of the person. Hallelujah. He can decide to give you a dream. He can decide to give you a revelation or a vision. But it is not always the rule that he would give you a vision by all means before you marry a sister or marry a brother. Correct? Correct. Hallelujah. Marion, are you okay? Yes, he said he wanted to ask two questions. So about the friendship you are supposed to build with the person. So um, in building the friendship, I want to ask um, how long should the friendship last? Or depending on how much you are satisfied within yourself that this is the person I want to be with. Or um, it gets to a certain point where probably, okay, let me estimate if I'm 26 years old and my friendship lasts for close to like three years, that would be 29. And then before the actual courtship starts, or how long does the friendship last before courtship, or the courtship and the friendship thing? I want to understand the whole. All right, courtship is being engaged to be engaged. Courtship is when I have found a lady or I have found a brother and I love the brother. I've prayed about the brother and I go and tell the brother that oh, brother, I'm feeling sweetness in my heart towards you. Most of the time, it is the men who go to propose to the sisters or us. But in Adonai, the rule is that between six months and one and a half years, if you have found a sister or you and a sister have agreed to spend the rest of your lives together, you begin a relationship, which is friendship, which is courtship, because you are studying each other. Courtship is when you have formed the person and you are studying each other, and both of you have agreed that you are going to marry. But if there is no commitment as to marrying, then there's nothing like putting your hand on that sister and let the sister know that it be you know 
that creates a problem. And early courtship creates problems. For example, I'm 20 years. I'm still in school. My parents are taking care of me and I'm receiving chop money. And I see a powerful sister who is 18 years. She's also is in school. And I tell her that God willing, in the future, I'll be your husband. Then abona to her. So now, at the back of the mind of the sister, there's this Ujashio's brother, or this brother in church, who has said that she would want to spend the rest of her life with me. You are now going through school. She's now so now going through school. You're depending on your parents. As long as you start that kind of relationship in anticipation and both of you are sure that you marry each other if you're not too careful it will create problems for you because you see when you are young there is a way you feel we call it infatuation you can be just head over heels and excited about a sister or a brother but as you grow and as you mature you may meet other people that look good and have certain nice values and powerful values that that sister or that brother. But for us as Christians and in church, relate with every brother and sister as your brother and as your sister without any problem, without any commitment of relationship. You don't single out anybody when you are 18 or 20. Because the reason is, in some jurisdictions in the West, by, by law, 20 years you can marry. Eight, when the man is 20 years and the lady is 18, you can marry. But the thing is that in outside of the world here, 18 years you are still in school. You've not completed school. Or you are depending on your parents. But out there, by age 16, the government is ready to give you an apartment and you are ready to move. To be on your own. But even at 16, at 20, you're still not mature. Even at age 25, I married at age 25. I think at that time, I had matured enough. But when I think about it now, I think that I married too early. That's me. If I had the opportunity, I would have waited small. The advantages of disadvantages. Because I married at 25, by age 60, I would have finished paying school fees. My children have completed uni, so at retirement, I won't have a problem. That is one advantage. You have children early, so by age 60, when you, you be clocking 60 for retirement, your children would have completed school. But if you marry at age 40, thereabout, then your children will still be young, and then once even you have retired from work, at age 60, you still have to be struggling to pay school fees. You, you understand what I mean? But all things being equal, 25 years is okay. But I married at 25, but now I think that it was too early. So, in Adonai, what we say is, you start a relationship, which is courtship, studying each other to marry, and it should take you between six months and one and a half years. The challenge is that 
the longer the courtship, the longer the studying of each other to marry, it creates too many problems because each day, as you are all around, seeing each other every time, visiting each other, closing service, seeing her off, she seeing you off, and going and coming, should we hold hands? Should we put our hands around us? Should we kiss? Should we do that? And all these things go on in you and it creates a problem. And I've come to realize that long courtship creates a problem. So if you are not ready to marry, just relate with every brother as it were. But when you are sure and you are setting that by one and a half years, you would be ready to marry, then start the courtship and work towards it. Another thing is this. If the courtship begins and the one of the couple or one of the partners is not in the country, is outside the country. That has its own challenge. But then we can allow maybe two years. But for you to say that you are doing traditional marriage, then the brother will travel or the sister will travel, that warimenako abruchi is not allowed. Because in most cases, the person goes and life there is different. Exposure is different and our disappointments and all things come in. So we think that if you want to marry, be at least 20 years and above. You should have completed university. You should have settled to have a job. You should have at least had some single room with a bed, with chamber pot, with certain things that if you marry the woman, you're not going to put the woman on a mat. You must be ready to rent a place. Because when you marry, you're not going to live in, in your father's house. Hello? Some may, but it is not the best. Because you don't have your privacy. And how would you be in your father's house or in your in-law's house when maybe you want to give your wife a kiss and have a, 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 a then <laughs> all those things you are restricted so it's good to at least if you have a place of your own to have your privacy alright so if you are 25 you've completed school I'm sure by now most of our children by 22 23 they've completed university do your national service so if maybe at national service or you've completed national service, the, the, the economy does not allow some of the, these things. But if you are hardworking, you've completed school, you've done your service, and you're now working, and you're getting some salary, you can also just immediately, you have started getting some money, you're planning to marry. It may be fine. In some families, it may be allowed. But I remember when I had completed school, and I started work, and I wanted to marry. And in those days, the Vaco people were giving some packages. So I went to my auntie and said, borrow me six CDs. And I went to buy hot plate. <laughs> it was not easy for me. A week later, my uncle came to the house very early in the morning and called my mom and my auntie. Said I should sit. So I sat. He said, after we have taken care of you 
and you have completed school, and instead of you now, you have started receiving salary to help, you are rather taking salary advance to buy uh, uh, personal items. So I realized that my auntie told the brother that I came for a loan to buy hot plate. So they asked me, then, what do I want to use a hot plate for? So I'm trying to put myself together so I can marry. Say, eh, from now, every month, you pay for water bill, you pay for electricity bill. It was not easy. The whole house, we over 10. I'll pay water. I'll pay electricity. So that made me realize that if you start taking certain responsibilities, it changes all your plans. So if your parents can allow you and they are ready to support you to settle and marry, fine. So you don't fall into any temptation and all the issues. 25, fine. And you're matured and you can handle things as it were. 26, 27, fine. But you have to take into, consider, uh, into consideration some factors that the later you marry, look at the years you're going to work. And if you're going to work in the secular world and you're going to work for the government, retirement is 60. You need to factor all these things. But most of us don't even consider those things. But we have gone through so we can teach you this is that. Plan with those things so at least by the time you retire from work, you still not be paying school fees. And you must work towards getting a place. You, might, you have to rent a place. And you have to pay rent. And when you are going to marry the woman, you should know that you are also going to take care of her and take responsibility. Though she may be working or not working. So these are some factors you need to look at. But courtship is when you have agreed with the lady that you want to spend the rest of your lives together. So you are studying each other, preparing to marry. And it shouldn't take you more than one and a half years. Because when it goes beyond that, it has its own challenges and problems. Amen. Exactly. Otherwise, relate with every brother, sister, nicely, cool, without any personal commitment of saying that I want to marry you. What do you think? When you do that so early, you lock yourself. That is why you must define your relationship very well with every sister if you're a brother and every sister with every brother. You must define the relationship so that if another brother comes in, the sister will not say, oh, I'm occupied. Because in those days, we said, are, are you occupied? If are you occupied, like, is somebody there? Then one brother said that, yes. The sister said, yeah, I'm occupied. He said, no. The Bible says, they that came before me are thieves and robbers. You see, so you have to be sure. And I always say this. There's nothing wrong to be double sure. But if you're not sure, don't tell your a sister, I'll marry. And it is also not accepted and it's dangerous to have three sisters. You have told this one, I'm studying you. And this one doesn't know that you have told him or her you are studying. You have another one. No. One man, you, you cannot be going in between three sisters. So this one brings you jollof. This one brings you fried yam. This one brings you banku and tilapia. Now you are chopping from all these ones. No, no, no. We, we, we don't do that. Amen?
Hallelujah. Let's do it for daddy. We are dealing with what to look out for in a life partner. Yes, um, Pastor Chris. Um, I think what I will look out for in a life partner, life is full of choices, and choices have consequences. So just like any other field of endeavor, whether work, whether addressed to even wear, it comes with a choice. Um, I, I like to look at colors when I'm choosing a shirt. The same way if I'm going to make a choice for a wife, um, I'll look out for, number one, Christ, Christian values. Um, not necessarily the person's capacity to pray excessively or show um, spiritual antics, but somebody who is discerning spiritually, somebody who understands spiritual issues, um, somebody who understands the Christian fraternity properly. Because if you make a, if, if I, I'm to, supposed to make a choice and I make a choice of somebody who doesn't love the things of God, I will be challenged because I, it's as if I'm going to Kumasi, but she's going to Cape Coast. So I want to make a choice with somebody who has Christian values, who believes in um, ministry activities, active in work, in church activities and stuff. And then number two, I will look out for character values. That is home training. Somebody who can cook who knows how to cook, somebody who knows how to make a home. Um, I, don't, I don't think by my training, by my mother's training, it is difficult for me to marry a woman who says, let's go and buy from roadside every week because we eat from home. So as part of my choice of a woman, I want to go for somebody who can at least be above average when it comes to cooking and we can collectively help each other to grow. And then um, somebody with a, a bit of social um, technique. <laughs> somebody who can socialize very well because I'm the type that loves to socialize with people. And so if she's a bit far from what my character is, there's a likelihood that we may have some conflict. The more I play with people, the more angry she gets, the more jealous she gets. That's why the first one is important, maturity. Christian values and maturity is important. And like you said earlier, there must be the need for me to know myself so that when I'm making a choice, I make a choice premise on myself and not premise on someone else's value. Um, example, a typical practical example. The uh, second lady of a choice that I wanted to go out with, she asked me a few questions about uh, whether if we marry, my mother will come and stay with us. And immediately I knew she was not a candidate for my, 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 my decision. The reason is that um, if you are my wife and you don't love my wife, it's difficult for us to grow. It, it, it will be very difficult. So the moment she started asking those questions, then I knew that we were going to have challenge. So quickly, I advised myself. I spoke with her. That's why the courtship is important. Courtship is to make me make the final decision. So when I realized that on the path we were going will not help, I quickly backed out. And by the grace of God, um, with sensitivity to the voice of God and to few things, I was able to make the best of choice for myself. Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, whilst he was talking, two questions came into my mind. The spiritual aspect of a person. How will you know the spiritual aspect of a person? We all come to church, you see the person dedicated, 
gets him or herself involved with the things of God. But for all you know, it's because he or she wants something. That is why the person is pretending that we. After he or she gets what she wants, there have been instances that Ojashio's brothers, Ojashio's sisters, are having big time challenges in their marriage. So in this case, how would you assess the spiritual aspect of the person? That is one. Two, I want to ask, is it good that when you are in courtship with a lady, the lady will have to come and cook for you, the lady will have to come and wash your things. Is it good to do that? Because if you want to mark the lady in the area of her cooking, you can only do that when it is a practical thing the person is done. You have tasted the food and you know that, oh, she's a good candidate. So I want to find out, if you are in courtship, courtship that is leading to marriage, not just boyfriend, girlfriend courtship. No, this is a serious business. You know that I have plans with this person. Is it good that the lady comes over to cook for you and do some washing for you? Right. Um, in the beginning of the courtship, no. If we have just started the courtship, preparing to study ourselves. But the thing is that in courtship, when you have decided to be married and you are relating, it's very important that you don't pretend. Because if you pretend at the end of the day, you suffer it. You don't pretend. Be yourselves. And in the process of relating, going, coming to church, visiting, studying, and all that, you definitely know. I mean, if, if sometimes you, you visit the sister very early. I mean, you just pass by the house when she has woken out of bed to see how in face they look when you go, you get, you get out of bed. But the, the truth of the matter is that as long as you are drawing closer to somebody, the closer you are with somebody, the better you know the person. You cannot hide. Amen? And because you know what you are looking for, you're not looking, you're not being critical to find fault. But definitely, as you are relating and both of you know that, oh, we are studying ourselves and the reason is that we want to spend and share the rest of our lives together. You definitely see some things. Character, attitude, behavior, whether the person is inward-looking, self-seeking, or willingly to serve and hard-working, you will know. When you go to the person, the person doesn't need necessarily have to come and wash for you. If you go to the person's house and the person is washing her things, you go to her room, or if even she doesn't have or he doesn't have a room to himself or herself, you go to their house, the way she does things. Because if you are in a relationship with a lady and you ever visit the lady's home, and you have never seen the lady cooking for the house or helping in house chores. Every time is cooking time. Is the mother who is in the kitchen and she's not in the kitchen. That alone should let you know, hey baby, won't you go and help? You would even have to tell her that, go and help your mom. Go and help your sister. Go and help. Amen? And as the relationship advances, oh, mom is, you have to prepare some particular and color for me to see whether you can prepare that one, yeah, but it's not going to be that every time you have to prepare. But at least we, we, we would visit the market together. So today, let's go to the market. Let's buy 
some things and let's see, let's prepare a gushy stew and, 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 and yam. And when she now comes to cut the yam, bang, 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 with the back <laughs> and put it on fire and they are gushy with their katua and all, all the cover and things uh, and put it in the thing. <laughs> you know that matter come. But you can still help her out. If you know how to cook, you can help her out. So the cooking in itself, you can help each other. So it must not necessarily be that she's cooking for you. But by virtue of she being at home, you would definitely visit her home and see her cooking. And you must be able to ask, do you know how to cook? Okay, then I'm visiting you today. Cook in your house and, and let me see. If by the time she cooks all the utensils in the house, she's used all of them for one meal. That in itself also is another issue. So these are things that if they are part of you, it cannot be hidden. Amen? So the lady doesn't have to come necessarily washing your things, go to hang them. No. She herself would wash her things. But if she keeps packing her panties, every panty she wears, you go to her room or you visit her and she's collected about 15 panties and she's now washing. <laughs> you should know that matadi. So you can help her and tell her, oh no, I think that your panties should be washed while she goes to the bathroom and you don't have to pack the panties before. So as long as you are relating and you are in courtship, you will see a lot of things for yourself. It is not, it's, you don't have to necessarily bring the lady to come and cook for you or wash for you. No. As the day go by and as you're relating, you see a lot of things for yourself and that will help you to advise. But sometimes when you see those limitations, they are not the basis to cut off. If she doesn't know how to cook but she has good character and she's teachable and willing to learn, you can teach her. And she's willing to learn how to cook. You can even tell her when your mom is cooking, you ask her to be there and help. As long as she's willing to be part of your life, it's easier. You can help her do a lot of things. But if she doesn't have good character, she gets angry, she disrespects, she's not caring and not loving, that one, there's nothing you can do to change. If she doesn't know how to wash, you can help her to wash or buy a washing machine or take the things to laundry. But if she has good character, she's respectful. But the thing is that any lady with good character will learn or know how to wash. It's only in some few cases that she has good character, well cultured, but she doesn't know how to wash because she's not being exposed to washing. Washing machine is washed. Her things are washed for her. But that is why we go to school. When you go to school, you wash your own things, so you learn. So at every stage of school, you do certain things for yourself, so you learn them. That is why school is important. And home training is also important. Thank you so much. Reverend Corsa, you raised your hand. Oh, okay. No. Yes, um, Apostle John. Mine is a question and an observation. Because the question we started with was, what do you want to see in the person that 
you want to live with, right? So I believe it's a, a form of transition. The issue of dating and then courtship. Do I believe courtship is where you have come to that place of yes, now it is. So we must move to align ourselves because we. So I'm also asking where does the dating issue come from? Because I think that's where sometimes we're able to study and then know that no, what I'm looking for is not in there. I don't know if you are getting me. Yes, so yes. I'm asking mm -hmm. dating, courtship, from what we are discussing, where do we place it? Where, where this one exactly. fits. Does yes. it fit in the dating yes. or yes. in courtship? Yes. And then because that question that you asked, can the one you are courting with wash or blah, blah, blah? But I think Papa has answered it well. So let's look at that because I believe we are missing one aspect. Okay. Because there's something you said you want to look for mm -hmm. before you settle on the person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the topic itself is what to look out for in choosing a life partner. So it means that your scholarship, like Daddy uh, Papa said, it's when you have now fully settled, you know that yes. We're going together. That doesn't mean that there might not be differences or challenges, right? So, we must be because from experience, realize that a lot of problems has come because people mix these two. Mix these two. This so topic you, is a process. Exactly. Right? Yes. Because what I'm looking out for, that is one, to choose and that person should be my life partner. That's it. So, it is a process. Dating, courtship, marriage. Exactly. What I read is sometimes the dating, people are taking the dating as the as courtship. courtship and then that's where all the promises come in. Before you realize, oh, this is not it. And you are hurting and then creating a whole lot of... So, so from what you are saying, meaning that this should be like somebody who is not even in a relationship. That yeah, now he wants to find a life partner. Yes. Said, what do you want so to see? what you look out for is not somebody who is already courting. No. Okay. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. To look at is what do you look out for before you start dating and even advancing exactly. into courtship? Uh huh. Yeah. What what yeah. do you look out for? Otherwise, we will just be looking at the court, but. There should be something that should move you in yeah. there. And then? Is it beauty? Uh -huh. is, is, do you look at the person's beauty? That the person has a, is, is good looking? The person is from a rich home? The person is tall? The person is short? The person is big? The person is slim? The person has a lot of boobs? Or the person has flat boobs? or big boobs, what is it? Because, you see, you don't look out for a life partner only with this one as to, or you're falling in love. But there are things also that attract you because you can fall in love with somebody, but yet there are other things that you look out for. Or maybe you want somebody with long hair. You like that. Or want somebody with short. Somebody with beard. Somebody who is fair, yeah. Somebody who is fair and all that. 
So there are things, it, and it differs from man to man. It differs from ladies to ladies. You, you don't have to be carried away by just looks. Sometimes looks come in, depending on the individuals. Sometimes you could see a lady so respectful, humble, powerful, spiritual inclined, but controfy. You know, you know, you know, controfy. It looks like, hmm. And that one, when when you take <laughs> take the person to introduce your parents, <laughs> what kind of face to be this? So, so it means that once you are looking out for character, I mean, the person should look good. Amen. So that when you go and introduce the person to your parents, they will, they will receive the person nicely. And when it was there, ow! You want this plenty of with this? You go see. So there are a lot of factors, and we need to be very realistic. But character first before beauty, because you can't follow beauty. Against, and even what you call beauty, it differs. Something, Bible says that beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. What you call beauty may, be, may not be beautiful to me. So, we need to look at it. There are things, now let's even look at things that attract men and things that attract women. What are the things that attract men in women that they want to choose as candidates for marriage? And what are the things that attract women? So the women talk. What are the things that when you see in a man, it makes you certain and settled and secured that this can be a good husband? And the men also, what are the things that when you see, you are so sure that this woman can be a good wife, a mother of my children, and a, a, a grandmother of my grandchildren? Let's share these things and let's learn them. Hallelujah. Because if, if I'm, I'm courting with you and I realize that you are a gossip or you are always complaining, Pao, I better advise myself because it will create a problem for you. If you are always demanding, you're, you're, when you see me holding money, you know, cash, 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 instantly you have a lot of requests. <laughs> then I have to be very careful. There, there are people like that. The moment they, they, they see you and they see that there's some money in you and or your back pocket is powerful. Doesn't know whether it's graphic or papers that have intentionally pumping there to impress you, but I, I put powerful, powerful. So, so, yeah, sweetie, um, I think that uh, uh, we, we need this, we need that. So, uh, I don't have. I say, you don't have, then you, you are wicked. What do you have in your pocket? It says it's graphic. <laughs> so, I'm not saying we'll be putting a graphic in your pocket and, and be wrapping the sister so <laughs> yes Marvin okay so I was so the first question I asked um about the dating and the question that was what I think Apostle John was also clarifying because as I was saying the dating process before the courtship Bishop was saying that the date the courtship takes usually six months or a year six to okay so but my question is the the parts before the courtship, because courtship is making up your mind that you are going to study the person. But before the before you find someone to want to study the person, you, you take someone who wants to study the person. Before that, you have to find people or 
you have to take a range of people to select them at the dating stage before courtship is making up your mind to select one person and study that particular person. That is where I'm, I want to really understand. So you want to know the, the duration for dating? Not uh, exa ex because dating exactly. Daddy gave the duration for courtship. For courtship. So in courtship, meaning that you've assessed the person and, yes, you've, and you, you are certain that this is the right person for so you. So now it's like you yeah, want to do a second study of the person in courtship. That is how I'm seeing it. Okay. Okay. This issue of dating, this dating word is from the Americans. And what really they mean is that for the very first time that you have seen a lady and you have asked her to for an outing. That is when that I mean you have a date to go out with her, sit somewhere, drink, chat, talk about life in general. Once you ask her for a date to go out with her, you the man have in your at the back of your mind certain things you are looking out for that if she passes or qualifies, then you now take the decision to propose because during dating, you don't propose. It is after the date when you have been well satisfied that I think that I'm okay with this lady, then you propose. Is that clear? So, you, you don't do dating continuously for a very long time. You prepare to really take the lady out for a day or for a night and once you go out there are things you have envisaged and you are looking for so once you chat, you eat and drink, you are looking out for whether when you finish eating the way in the first place when you get to the dating place and she's about to sit are you going to draw the chair for her to sit or you sit first and say sit down it is a point for the lady also that this is not a gentleman. Yes. It, I mean, it's a point for the ladies also. Let, let me tell you something. You know what? If you are a guy and you are in cap, you don't talk to a lady when you are in cap. It's brutish for you to be in a hut and talk to a lady. So if you're a gentleman and you're going to talk to any lady, the person you take off the hat before you talk. And when you have to go to the place, let's say the hotel, the restaurant, or the fast food to eat, you don't sit before the lady. You would draw the chair for her and let her sit. And then she would do this and then sit. You see the point? It, it all counts. But when you go, no, then you say, yeah, sit. Then, if you drove to the place, you pick her, you drove to the place, you would, you would tell her to sit, you would get out and open the door for her, and usher her to the place you are going. All is part of the points. You see, so, so the, the first, the, the dating night is a high expectation for the lady, and for you, the man also. So that what you do on the day of the date would give room for another date. Now, when you have gone, done all that, and you have to, you have to, you have to finish eating, 
And then when the, Samad, the, the waiter is bringing the bill, said, excuse me, I want to urinate and come. That one also goes against you, the man. You're expecting the lady to pay. No. You would pay. In the West, when you go out with somebody to eat, you pay separately. She also pays separately. But you who is asked her for a date, you should take care of the bill. So once you think that you are looking out for some values to pass her for courtship and to marry, she's also looking out for, for certain things. So you're all out for a date and the final decision to go out again and again. That is why when for, for, for the West, when he has had the date with you and everything is so okay, then he would have the first ring and said, would you accept my love? Aha. Aha. Then that is the first first ring of commitment. Then the journey of courtship starts. Munsion. Now Uncle said, Me mama are you so no. So that's yeah. Yeah. When you are dating mm -hmm. and courtship, is it good to be in sex? <laughs> dating is the first time you are going out with a guy. So if for the first time you are going out with a guy, you are going to bring sex matter there, then you have even failed. Because the thing is not about sex. It's about getting to be sure that, oh, this is a lady I would want to spend the rest of my life. This is a guy I think that is a gentleman. I like the Because the thing is that every lady and every man has his dream man and has his dream woman. So once you are going out, he, she also is looking out for some characteristics to, to, to give a, a good point that, oh yes, I think this is a, a right guy. So sex doesn't come in. If you go out for a date for the first night and sex comes in, both of you are very cheap. Then you don't know what you're about. Now, maybe it's not for the first time. Maybe alongside the courtship or the dating alongside. No, maybe it's not be the first time. Maybe at least you've courtship or for dating for maybe five months or six months. No, no, then, you see, let's understand the dating. The dating is that you have asked a lady that, oh, can I go out with you? You've not proposed to her. You've not said anything. I mean, she's a mate in school. But you've been observing her going and come so I said, oh, can we go out tonight? I want to take you out tonight. So it shouldn't even come in, the, in your mind for the first night that you are going out to the lady then you've got condom in your pocket. Oh, then you did. You have disqualified yourself. Yes, some guys do. That means that you want to take advantage. That, that you are not a serious-minded person. You must put up your best at the, the first outing with the, with the lady, and then if it is she's very okay, she would ask for another outing. Then it goes on. And, and the dating may take about two or three times, then the guy will decide or both of you will decide. Then when you propose, you said, okay, give me some time to think about it. 
and like for the Krifi brothers and sisters, I will pray about it. So before you come to start any relationship of courtship, that is dating. Okay. Or to put it in our look, boyfriend, girlfriend. All right. Before the whole thing starts, because you must be setting on some good characteristics or values before. So the sex matter will come in. We have not finished the discussion, but you brought it too early. <laughs> so just to add, I brought this word because it looks as if people have always been misinterpreting. So the dating like uh, we are discussing, that's when you are studying just the word like Papa said, it's a, a foreign one. And it looks as if we have brought it into our setting to connote courting, which is not the case. Right? So dating, and let me just borrow what Papa said. It's friendship. So I am getting closer to you, and whilst I'm getting closer, so it means that at one time I can be closer to him, I can be closer to him, but I've not proposed. I'm a friend. And in doing that, just trying to study and know and see whether this is praying alongside and all the gymnastics that you can talk about. But the problem I've come to realize is that when the person gets closer the first time, then it is taken as if, okay, we have agreed. But it's not a time for proposing. It's a time for studying to see inquiring and inquiring from within and from without. Right? So be friends. So for me, I'm not too comfortable even with the word dating. She's my friend. She's my friend. Only watch the words because sometimes if you are not careful, you'll be saying certain things and that will mean like you are proposing to the person. But friends, so that even though you go out with the person, Nothing is coming out to suggest that I've settled on you as a life partner. And I think if, if we understand those things, it will also help us. So that it will help us to be able to study and then know and choose. Otherwise, the first time I go out, okay, oh, then it means we are in caution. We are not in caution. We are just being friends. And in being friends, we want to know ourselves. So I think uh, that we're dating, yeah. It has come to, but let's define it well in our setting. It's a time to study people that you've come into contact with to know and then know whether you really want to move with them before you come to that place of what? Proposing and say, yes, now I have settled on you. Then we can move on, right? So I think that's where we need to be looking at. Maybe well. it's, it's to develop friendship. Yeah, so before I come to Pastor Chris, um, for what you were saying, um, is it good to, let me still borrow the word date. Is it good to date one or two people? Because I think you passed that question. You just did, you, you did um, prof and you did pastor. So is it good to date, in quotes, um, two women? That is why I said yes. But I don't want to use the... Because when we use the date, 
You still okay. the debt here is telling people that you are in courtship. No. But using the word that Papa said, is it good to be friends with two or more people? Yes. We are friends. We are close friends. And in all your life, you are not trying to tell him or her that you are the one I'm going to settle with. You are friends. I know in Christian friends, you invite the person, you go out to eat, you go out. But when you are not settled on the person, don't be saying things that will tell the person that you are the one that I'm moving with. For you with. to um, send the person out, could it be that you have a little kind of spot for the person? Because you can be having a lot of female friends. Yes. So why that particular one? I didn't say a particular <laughs> one. I said be friends with them. I didn't say a particular one. No, no, no. What, I'm, what I mean is that taking the person out. I will not even use the word this. Yes. So take, taking the take, person take out. a lot of people that you are seeing. That, oh, Omojiji. Right? But <laughs> you are steady. The other is a question you ask. What are you looking out for? Right? So if you just pick one person, then then so because I've picked that one person, he or she is the one. That's why we'll be having this problem of people are in courtship and then before resolve. But before you come to that place of saying we are in courtship and then maybe going to church authority, you should have done enough work. Right? If not enough work. And for me, that's what I'm saying. That animal called dating. We, we need to look at it very well. I believe I, I, I believe you say, oh, she's my friend, oh, my very good friend, or my dear friend. But in all your conversations, just be very, and I think Papa explained, just be very careful in not saying something to commit. Treat all of them equally. Exactly. No exceptional treatment to a particular one. Treat all of exactly. them the same way. So, so whilst you are doing it, you know what you are looking for while spraying alongside. Then, maybe, so like an example, something comes and says, oh no, wait there, over the bar. Then, you are still going on. But, if you say dating and it's like one same person, and then you say so many intimate things and another person, I mean, it does. so treat all equally. And I believe... The, the right word, maybe we borrow from him, but the right word should be be a very good friend to as many as you can see, but you know what you are looking for and praying alongside. And like scripture said, he who finds a wife, and I always tell people that he who will allow God to lead him to find. So whilst you are let me use the word dating for better. So whilst you are dating, help, let God help you to find. Hallelujah. Hey, please, uh, please excuse me. I've seen a hand up and I'm interested to know what uh, Kevin, yes. Um, <laughs> the question you asked about taking two people out, I don't think it's advisable because in this modern era, people have the mindset that maybe if you take two people out, it's like That's you are, like, let's say you take one person out, and then let's say later the person finds out that you take, you take another person out. It will be like 
you are playing with the person's feelings. So the person maybe might have taken out first, might lose interest. So I think it's not advisable to stay two four hours. So I think you have to stick with one. So don't even try to take one or two out. But you see, Apostle John made a, 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 um, a contribution which was very good. You see, the motive, the conversation that goes on at the dating will send a signal to either the man or the woman. It, it should not only be the man. You could have just sent the sister out just for an outing. Maybe her birthday. Oh, for your birthday, let me take you out. Right? Then you, the sister, once this gentleman has not asked you out, and now he's asking you out, then the one now wants to take drinks, eh? My brother, you're interested, and uh, then you become anxious. For all you know, maybe you have also spotted the person. Now you feel that this is the best chance. Once he has taken you out, then you get, you get some high hopes that what is next? But if you take this person out, and you're going to take another person out, your communication is very important. What signal are you giving to the person you have sent out? That signal can change a lot of things about the partner. Not even the partner, the friend. So, um, Kevin, from your side, it's not good, basically. It's not good. Eh, that's one person. Take one person out. <laughs> so, like, I, like I said, let's say the person is um, celebrating the birthday. And because of the occasion, you want, you see, Ghanaian, our culture, the way, the way we see our things, it's not like the Western. If you are my good friend, then I realize that, oh, today I want to take you out. Maybe for the first time, it wouldn't mean anything. Then the person keeps calling you and all those things. Now, oh, can we go out again? I, as a lady, I will start thinking, hey, gentleman, I say, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would ask. I would find out. Find out, is there anything... If not, then you are more, more open-minded. Because I think that you can go out on that same day of the date. You can also go with other friends together. So it wouldn't be a particular lady. Let's go out. I want to do your show. So three, four, we all go. But then you know who you are spotting out. Once you are eating and tea, you see the one and, and, and breaking the bone then you're looking out for all. So you can, as long as they are your sisters, you're going out with an open mind. Aha. Uh -huh. That will save us the problem of the way we have seen date from the Western world. Yeah. So it's not like he or she is so special. So you come to that place, oh, I've been friends with you for it, but I believe now you are the one I want, then maybe you can kneel and then do your proposal, right? But that's what I said, what you talk about and what you tell is very, very important. Because if, oh, okay, it's your baby, and you are telling, hey, who there, who are you? What do you mean by who are you? Do you see it? Just, who are you? Who are you? So you have to be very careful the kind of things you are saying when you are 
you have not finally found what you are looking out for. Otherwise, you come to and that's where sometimes you have problems. People, he, he has disappointed me. What happened? Oh, the other day we went out and the next I'm seeing him with another person. Then I asked her, did he ever tell you that he wants to marry in the future? So he never said, so why did you? But the problem was that the way the brother were telling her things made her. So we have to be very, very careful. Let's be friends. Let's treat each other equally. So we come to that place and then know that, hey, but I, I think that we can, be, we can be friends without dating. Yes, that's what I mean. I don't like yeah. this word dating. Yeah, we can be friends without going out for a special Okay, let me night give you a chance. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there is a social deficiency with us as Africans. And if we develop very well from childhood, you are already dating whilst we are using the word advisedly. When you socially connect properly, like my kids, when I wear a good shirt, they tell me that your shirt is nice. They are socializing. Most of us don't know how to socialize. So when we come into Christianity and the brother says, your kaba is nice, then the conclusion is that it's, it's unto admiration. It's unto love. So there is a social deficiency that we have. And you know, the school system and the home system is not solving the problem by training us because when we socialize very well, you'll be identifying people that you can get along with. Even in church, the young kids, they are making their choices already. You'll be surprised. They are, they are getting to know who behaves well, who talks rudely, who is not... For me, we have made some mistakes. Marvin and Cole, you are privileged. I was... <laughs> I virtually grew here. We made um, decision premise on spirituality. That was not true spirituality. I was trapped. Me, I want to be very practical. I was trapped into a sister telling me the Lord told her. And I also believe because that time it was, it was the order of the day. Because that says the Lord was like a prestige. But when we got along, I realized that no, this is a spiritual trap. And it took, it took my mother's social capacity and spirituality to disconnect. Then when I, was, I got disconnected, I realized that I must now socialize properly because I have not developed my social instincts very well. Look, every lion must learn how to gain. They need to learn, they need to be trained. So I started identifying sisters that I see as discerning, who, who think alike. So on their birthdays, I can give you a practical example. There was one sister called Cecilia, Auntie Jifer's sister. Up to date, she connects with me. We are friends. Because of that connectivity, so on her birthday, the little I have, I will take her out. She knew it was transparent, it was free, it was not without any connection. But out of that outing, I could see lady in her. And I, I was also practicing some of the things my father did not teach me, like Bishop just told us. How to pull a chair for her. I started reading, and I, I want to practice how to socialize properly. And then as we do that, she could also see a gentleman in me. And that is how the thing was now growing better. And I believe that without the spiritual aspect, if we, if we move on to marriage, it would have worked better because marriage is purely social. And then it has spiritual connotations in that um, God leads. 
That is why Eliezer had to go for somebody for Isaac. And, and, and the point is that was there a dating? Was there courtship? But it was brought. And, and so it will not be the same for everybody. So Americans cannot tell us. If you look at dating, it's a stage of romantic relationships practiced in Western societies whereby two people meet socially with the aim of each assessing the other's suitability as a prospective partner in the future. And then he went on to say intimate relationship, future into intimate relationship. It represents a form of courtship. It represents a form of, so it's, it's not courtship in itself. So in our setting, when we, social, when we come to church, it's like going for a job. When you submit your CV, it's a pool. There's a pool. Now they do selection. Then they, they narrow down to the people they are looking for. So once we come to church, you are doing the pool. The pool is here. Connect properly. You narrow down. You make your list. Then you, you know the final list. And then you can now say that this sister, I'm going out with her. And so I believe that we should correct the social problem. And then like Apostle John said, let God lead you to make the choice. And I believe that we'll have less problem in the future. The fact that the thing is even spiritual doesn't mean that you don't have challenges. That is another issue altogether. Because people think that, you know, the worldly folks are able to make good marriages. The reason is that they make good friends. And they take things more lightly. But we, we binding and losing is sometimes very nice. That's very true. We, we don't face reality. Yeah, the Christians, we don't face reality. And that is where the problem is. But let's come back to our point. What do you look out for? We are still on the point. What do you look... So now we want to personalize it. What do you look out for? Prince. And then a person who will ban our person, they be, they be who are you know? Yeah, I question can I have a one thing about Ebia, yeah, Christopher. Ebia, Senna, Apostle John, they can say Ebia. Wouldn't they are down for? Wouldn't they be? Said, Obi Wooper, Becca say, Oh, Prince, only gay win, only not gay. That's the thing, thing sometimes, and Usunana, Ukoyana, I say, Who's true? Who's true? Because you bet you who could say, Ah, no crap. So can we relate with our, our sisters? Because I, I have a because I don't my study now. Please, Pacho, open so no be piano. Pacho. Sorry, when you are just ah. Yes, um, can somebody address what Prince was saying? I think we need to set clear lines there so that you feel free and do what is right. Well, I, I think that, you see, the problem is we have erroneously or mistakenly handled some things in a very bad way and it's affecting us today. There should be no problem of any brother or any sister relating without any commitment of 
courtship or dating or marriage or anything. I mean, just as a brother would relate with a brother, we should be able to, to relate with any sister without any problem. But our society does not allow that. And we have brought it even into the church. When you see a sister just relating nicely with a brother, no, it becomes a topic for discussion. It becomes a topic for gossip. You see? And the worst thing is even when one of them is married. So it is like if you are married, you, you cannot relate with any other single sister. And if... You see, and until we correct these things, we must... Every relationship, you must have an open mind. Because I remember one time, I was driving with Pastor Richland, and um, one brother saw us. Just when he saw us, you know, he put up an attitude, and, and I realized what? So I, I stopped. I said, hey, Charlie, how? Do you know this lady? I made his face. I said, this is Richland. Then his face changed. You see, so people have all kinds of impressions. So the moment they see any other person in your car or in your um, what do you call it? In your company, that's the way. They draw conclusions. But it should not be so. We should be right to relate with anybody. It's because of that, we hide to do things. And that rather creates a problem. But there's nothing wrong for a brother to relate. To. As the Bible says in 1 Timothy 5 1, it says, Let the elderly man be a father, the elderly woman be a mother. The younger man or sister or lady be a brother or a sister and walk with all purity. So the Bible has defined how a relationship should be like. You see, but yes, you see, as a man thinketh in his heart. So that is where the problem is. So we are together, we cannot relate. You see, if I'm relating with Mrs. Quisin then it means that somebody even is sitting somewhere calculating and, and that has not helped us. Amen? So, so it makes it look like if you are married then you are under some bondage. But that should not be the case. We should relate and be nice to one another and be sure that we don't promote sin in any way. Hallelujah. I'm sure if that happens and we renew our mind it will help us to relate better. I'll give you an example. There was one time I went to visit a brother. The father was so angry because when the father entered the son's room, here was a Christian sister that had visited the brother and the sister was sobbing. The sister was crying and the brother was trying to rub the back and coaxed her to stop crying. When the father saw that, he was so angry. And because of the way I was with the brother, when I got to the house not to visit, the brother said, Rich, brah. So when Jaisa and Ma Semina 
school crown will be Jacob. You know, we say end times, end times, you know. End times, you say, I'm not here. So I say, you're done, Pacho, Mati. So I went to the brother. I said, Charlie, oh man, first power. I said, yeah, oh man came to see. It was sister, sister and so who came. She had gone to fall into temptation and she came crying on me on what had happened. So I was trying to encourage her that she should forget as long as she repents genuinely. The Lord will forgive her her, her sin. You see, but that's the, how, how the father saw it and thought that the son had done something with the lady. So there are a lot of conclusions we draw and it creates a problem. So when he explained to me this way, I now went to the father and I said, and yes, I'll say, say, say now, bye. And that settled it. But then it has, the situation had compelled us to say what we shouldn't have said to the father. So the father now, when times she sees the sister, we see the sister as a bad girl. So we need to relate with an open mind, but we also need to be disciplined that in our relationship, we don't create any problem. Amen? But we should be able to relate freely with every, everyone. Is it possible to have two people, I mean, loving themselves, but not necessarily leading to marriage? Absolutely. As Christians. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a problem. Yeah, you can, you see, but I, I've heard people say that I don't accept it. No. I mean, we can relate and, and not have any problem. As long as you are matured and you know what you are looking for, just as you can relate with any brother and there wouldn't be any problem, you should be able to relate with any sister without any problem. But you should be able to draw the lines and, and be there for each other and, and that's it. Because in, in, in the event of relating, you must be conscious that you don't lead anyone on that would create an eventual problem. But we can relate. Amen? Especially with the young because the old can relate and it doesn't create a problem. Or we cannot relate. Auntie Benis, can't we relate? Mama Caro, when we relate, will your husband beat me? Like I'll beat him. I mean, we, we, we must relate and relate nicely with an open mind. Amen? Yeah, very, very important. We have five minutes more. Yeah. It looks like we are still not addressing the main topic. And Professor, yes. Yeah. I just want to ask the last question. Yeah. My question is, if you are in school and you have a classmate and you can relate well, neither male or female, and you're able to complete school. And if you see that friend as your mate, you don't have a problem of relating. Then how come when you come to church and you are growing as friends in church and you get to a point, we find it difficult to relate when it comes to church. And when you see your former classmate or any other thing, you can flow neither lady or a female, male or female, you don't have a problem. But when it comes to you in church, there is a problem. Yes, any contribution to that? 
Is it a perception? To, to save time, I think that it's, it's the way we think. It's our culture, one, and the way we think. And we need to renew our minds. We should be able to relate freely with everybody with an open mind, without suspicion, without gossip. And we should not do anything in secrecy. If, if the thing is in secrecy, that is what raises eyebrow. But we should be able to relate freely without a problem. But for me, for some of the things that you should look out for in a life partner, is you should look out whether the person respects you. The person should respect you. The man should respect you. The woman should hold you in high esteem and hold you in high regard. If you're relating with somebody and the person is always making you feel unimportant and disrespecting you and disregarding you and will talk to you anyhow, you have to look at it again. Because whoever you choose as a life partner, they are going to spend the rest of your life with. The person should hold you in high esteem, regard you. The person should have the attitude of success. Not to look out for a rich person, but somebody that has the attitude of progression, want to add value to himself or herself, want to be able to work well, work hard, and improve himself. The, somebody that doesn't just settle for anything at all or doesn't go for mediocrity, but one that has the brains, the thoughts that I want to make life better for myself and increase and progress and go through the process to become a better person. Not somebody that is greedy. Because if the person is inward looking, that means that every time the person is only thinking of what she would get or what he would get. And that is not good enough. Somebody that has home nyansa, home character, good character, values for life. Somebody that speaks truth and will not lie. Somebody that is able to control him or herself. And somebody that doesn't just get angry. And if the person is angry, she can say anything and come back to say, I'm sorry. And then somebody also, that when the person sees your progress, the person is uncomfortable. If the person cannot celebrate your success, then you have to be very careful. Because there are some men who cannot stand it to see women progressing. There are some women also who just cannot see men progressing. And I think these are things you should look out for. And then you should also look out for somebody that shows keen interest. Keen interest in whatever you are doing. Are you with me? The person should show keen interest in whatever you are doing. And the person should be caring. There are some husbands or there are some men whether you are in pain or hmm? whether you are sick or hmm? whether you are hurting or but somebody that is caring that wouldn't want you to overwork if you are doing something too much he or she wants to help you and don't just want to be served so you'll be sending you here do this for me do that for me do this and doesn't care 
But somebody that cares and thinks that if I want to relax, she should also relax or he should also relax. These few things are highlights you should look out for. Somebody that is caring, somebody that respects you, somebody that is hardworking, has the attitude of success, not somebody that is fully loaded, but is conscious of adding value to himself or adding value to herself. Somebody that is willing to respect you for who you are and accept you for who you are. Somebody that will not be comparing you with somebody else. Every day, trying to compare. Trying to compare. No. But somebody that would help you with your weaknesses and want to add value to you. Somebody that is ready to learn. Teachable. Somebody that is humble. And then a giver. Somebody that is generous. If you were married, somebody that is chisel. Anytime he wants you to spend or she wants you to spend and doesn't want to spend, it's not good enough. And somebody that at least knows how to talk, speaks well, speaks respectfully, and then somebody that shows you beyond every shadow of a doubt that he or she loves you and accepts you for who you are. Amen? Somebody that accepts you for who you are. And then somebody that admires you. Somebody that will look at you. Oh, you, are, you look good. I'm proud of you. You are nice. You are beautiful. Your hair is nice. Show you affection. Because it's key. If you are relating and the guy ne never tells you how good you are looking, your dress is not nice, anything you do, since Jess will not be able to talk about it, no, then you are in trouble. Because women are carried to cloud nine by affection. And so you should be able to, I mean, and then somebody that is also caring enough to always want to find out, have you eaten? Are you hungry? Can I give you something? Because it's very important. And somebody that loves to smell good. Somebody that loves to smell good. Hello? Somebody that doesn't keep Equatorial Guinea forest. It's important to me, I love to smell good. My nose is very sensitive. It even quenches anointing. Any bad odor, it kills anointing. So I love people that smell good around me. I don't want to nally. Alright? Then it comes to personal things, like things that you personally like, that when you see them, they make you happy. Well, that one, it differs from person to person. But decent, simple, good-looking, knows how to talk, respects, humble, simple, a giver. One that pays his tithe. A man that doesn't pay his tithe, chop money will be a problem. Hallelujah. Time is fast spent. Let's do it for daddy.
Hallelujah. Oh, Nana, you want to say something? Just a minute. I'll give you one minute. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, I have a question for Papa. Okay. Um, I've heard you say a couple of times that you don't want someone who is fully loaded for your daughters. So for us who are here, let's see myself and the other guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> soon and very soon, we'll be fully loaded. So then what, what, what happens if maybe I want to move to Perpetual and Perpetual say, Nana, you are fully loaded. Papa says, no. <laughs> Oh, no, um, I'm sorry if that is the way. What I mean is that you're an already made person. Life is such that you don't look out for what the person has. Because I believe that you can only go up from where you are. You'll never come down. So don't say that I want somebody who has a car. I want somebody who has his own house. I want somebody who's, who has... Uh, an all-furnished house. If the brother has it and he loves you and you want to marry, fine. But what I'm saying is that I would rather prefer somebody that you would grow with, build your life with, than an already-made person. Is that okay? Yes. Some, I mean, so if the brother doesn't even have anything, when I married, I had only one sleeping cloth. All right, but I have come a long way. So what that's what I mean. The person has an attitude of success. Today he doesn't seem like having anything, but because he is hardworking, he's a dreamer, and he has an aspiration of making life better for himself. You can look out for that person. That somebody who has everything already but doesn't respect you will talk to you anyhow and think that Ubeminaya. No, but somebody that would respect you for who you are and will not look at the things he has to deal with you, but somebody that you can build your lives together. All right? Somebody that you can willingly build your lives together from one point and grow. Because definitely you start from a point, but you never stay there forever. You will grow and the Lord will bless you and you'll progress. That's what I mean. Hallelujah. So don't deny any brother just because of what he is today. Because you cannot look at him today and determine what his tomorrow would be. Hallelujah. Life would definitely be better. The Lord would bless. But he shouldn't be a lazy brother. If you marry a lazy brother, you continue to mark time. In the same way, if you marry a lazy sister who always wants to be sleeping, you are in trouble. A hardworking sister would help you to progress in life. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that when we seek God, he will direct us. Amen. When you look at Proverbs 19, 14, it says that riches and houses are father's inheritance, but a prudent wife, a prudent husband comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that God will direct us we that we are single, that we want to find a life partner and stay forever with the person, the Lord will direct us. Amen. The Lord bless you so much. Amen.